and then I'll let you say hello to Deantha. She just did hey. <laughs> I'll just be talking to you today. But there's Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. We have a little tiny studio, so we're all very Back cozy in. in here. Yeah. So it's great. Anyway, Good. I know you don't know me, and you're thinking, gosh, did she take her medication today? And the answer to that is no. Um, <laughs> but I, I should find some medication and take it. Um, <laughs> sleep deprived. That's it. I, I'm going to get, um, get serious any second. Welcome to 50% with Marcel Combs, my good friend and mentor. I'm Deantha Gratton, and on this podcast, she will travel a journey of leadership with each guest as she analyzes the ingredients that lead women to their current role. Marcel's goal is for you to walk away with tools to support your very own journey, no matter where your current destination is today. Hello, Deantha. Hi, Marcel. How are you? I'm, I'm good. For How not having any sleep, I heard you didn't have much sleep last night. You, you oh, look great. Girl, I don't, you know, <laughs> do you do I, I don't know. Let's get further back and oh. wrap more things around me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, today we have a great young woman. Oh, gosh, a lot of energy. Who, lots of energy. Uh-huh. Kara Clark. Um, she is with Kara Clark Nutrition. Mm-hmm. We need she, that. <laughs> we probably need more of that, don't uh, you think? No, yeah. It's the application of the theory. Oh, I then get, we have to do it. That's oh, the that, part. I okay. think you're better at that than me. I, we try, Marcel. You, you know, know, I'm not I'm, very good at that. i got to get you to yoga. That'll so I, I've got, that's next on the goal. Okay. Get to yoga. Okay, did you hear that? Try to All still right, be able to down. bend down and stand up. Um, <laughs> that's a problem. Anyway, she is a delightful young mm-hmm. woman. She's got four children. Um, had lots of those in rapid succession. Oh, my gosh. It made me tired. Four girls, <laughs> like one right after the other. Now they're teenagers. It's almost. all that hair. I know. Oh, my word. I bet they're beautiful. So yeah. I'm sure they are, too. But I think that people will learn a lot. She says she's kind of an accidental entrepreneur. entrepreneur yeah. And she's she's got some real wisdom, not only with nutrition, mm-hmm. but with just her business and and those kinds of things that have helped her and kind of how she's built her culture around women who Mm -hmm. have children are trying to work and you know handle a family and Mm -hmm. so it's it's i think it'll be a delightful hour oh they'll love her she's following her passion absolutely so let's let's go to kara all right and now just a word from our sponsor show. Well, welcome, Kara. Uh, so nice to have you on 50% with Marcel Combs, and I'm so glad to be able to talk to you today. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I know you're coming to us from Franklin, Tennessee, one of the most beautiful places on this earth, I think. Yes, especially yesterday when it was 80 degrees in February. <laughs> Well, you know, I know the audience would love to hear just about your journey and, and, you know, people start anywhere they want, but just tell us a little bit about you and how you got to doing what you are doing today. So um, let's just give it a whirl. Well, I'll say, I'll start by saying that um, I realized very quickly in my professional career that I wasn't bossed around very easily. So... (laughs) I I knew by around 23 years old that I was going to have to do something for myself. 
Um, and to take it back a little bit, I was a career long point guard in basketball. And so I was just naturally a boss my whole life. Um, I'm one of seven kids. I'm by far the loudest. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Where are you in that birth girl. order? I'm number three, but I'm the oldest girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was just born into um, being a boss, honestly. <laughs> I. It's not even like my nature as much as it is just like my life path. Um So around 23 years old, I had been done with collegiate basketball for about a year and a half. And my transformation from being an athlete to real life um, came with some pitfalls like it does for all athletes and they don't um, talk about a lot. Um, So I struggled with some disordered eating after I was done with basketball, just trying to like re-identify my, who I was and my persona. And even going back further every season during basketball, I always was like, how can I perform better? But also how can I not be sick during playoffs? So I'd get sick every year at playoffs, which is, you know, your body's just wiped out. And so I already had like this deep passion for understanding the biology and physiology better. Um, And so then when I started going down that path of disordered eating, I was like, I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to study this because nobody could ever tell me what I wanted to know when it came to energy and performance nutrition, because I didn't feel good. I also knew that I wanted my own business. I came from a family of business owners. And like I said, I just could not be bossed around. Um, (laughs) I like to get up early and work and get most of my work done before noon. I'm like, a 5am riser. And so I just was never going to be able to punch a a time clock. Um, And so when I started studying nutrition, I realized that there was a huge gap because most people at that point, um, I guess it was like close to 2010, were seeing nutritionists for weight loss. And that was absolutely not my goal. My goal was to help people see their potential output for daily life. And whether that was being an athlete or, you know, career minded or even a mom, because I became a mom pretty quickly after that. And I realized like, I wanted to feel good in motherhood. So how can I teach other people this? And so I got certified, I started a master's degree, and I started my own business, like two weeks after I got married, unbeknownst to my husband. (laughs) He was like, wait a second, you're quitting your job? (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's going to get good. It's going to get real good. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So then he tried to get me to work for him for a couple of weeks, and that didn't work out either because he's also an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that. So I started because of some identity issues I was facing myself with who I was and how who I wanted to be. Um, and because I was at that stage of life, I went into every local sorority. At that point, I lived in Southern California. So there's a lot of colleges and sororities. And I discussed with them like energy and how to feel good and avoiding that cycle of disordered eating. Um, And I started my, that's where I started my business. It was with college girls, teaching them how to eat, walking the aisles of grocery stores, teaching them how to read labels. And it just grew into something that honestly, I was not prepared for. It took me seven years before I even called it a business. At that point, it was a hobby to me. Um, I was having children at a very rapid rate. I had four daughters in five years and I got pregnant on my honeymoon. 
Wow. Yes, no twins. <laughs> so I was pregnant and nursing this whole while, like starting my business with a baby on my boob. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness most calls were done on the phone and not Zoom then. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a whole new world I mean. of experience for these <laughs> college girls or birth control for True. them. Either True. one. So uh, a few years after I started working with college girls, I kind of shifted into a broader space and started working with some professional athletes. Um high-level college athletes, which is what I always wanted to do. I saw myself working with athletes. Problem is people don't want a nutritionist unless somebody makes them or there's a need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. So so you started working with college athletes or professional Mm -hmm. athletes or both? Both. Both. Mm -hmm. And, And how did you, I mean, how did you get, first into professional athletes did you know I mean I know you said you lived in Southern California so that should tell you a lot but you know if you were an entrepreneur maybe didn't even know it um then then how did you get your first introduction you know the um basketball world is small I played basketball all through college and then I started getting um my connections through associates that I knew from whether it was college or beyond. Um, And so I started working with a very high level um, agent and he was having me get his boys, I say boys because they were 19, ready for the combine and and meet their marks and that sort of thing. And so that was kind of the takeoff there. But um, lo and behold, there was more pivots to come. And I, I always use basketball analogies, so I hope that's okay. That's great. But um, we pivoted a lot. And honestly, I I bet you have a lot of like strategy-driven entrepreneurs that come on this show. And I am honestly um, kingdom assignment-driven, if that makes sense. So I feel like I saw one of the questions on your questionnaire said, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Or like, what did you see yourself as? I saw myself as a mom. That's all I ever saw myself as. Um, I I always knew I, I had my children named before I ever had them. So it was great <laughs> that I was able to have kids in my 20s and really enjoy like being a yeah. young mom. Um, did you Did you expect to have, I mean, did you have four girl names? I didn't expect to have girls because I had so many brothers and like boy cousins that I live next door. So, but I was like overwhelmingly grateful because <laughs> they're not, they're loud, but they're not as destructive. Like my parents just exactly. could not keep nice things, <laughs> including knives. No knives were allowed in our house. <laughs> That's hilarious. How many brothers out of the seven? Um, Four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you did, you were the oldest of the girls. Where's the next two girls? Um, Much younger, five years younger. And then I have a sister that's 16 years younger than me. So I still tease her to this day. She'll never know who her mom is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's great. You know, I have five kids, four boys, one, one daughter, Um, I would, I would say that the boys are easier, but as young, I mean, they're full of a lot of energy, Uh a lot of energy. So, yes. Yeah. I have, I've been proactive in my daughter's health, obviously, because that's what I do. Um, 
And so it hasn't been as hard as I think when you're reactive to, you know, hormones and that sort of thing. Um, Really, really open lines of communication and really into preventative functional medicine. So that's my tip for girls, girl moms. Don't wait until it's obvious. (laughs) Do it. Do it from birth. Yes. Goodness, four girls in five years. That's that's a lot. That's really yeah. a lot. Well, especially when God's saying, like, I need you to go help all these people and I need you to open your heart for more people. So one year I prayed, I was like, God, if you want me to keep doing this, you need to you you need to be big and bold here because I can't keep working one on one with people. It was exhausting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So well, I was about to have my third daughter. And it was 2013. And the oldest one was three? My oldest was three. I had a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and I was about to give birth. And he's like, here we go. And he like suddenly like opened the doors wide. So then I started my programs, my seasonal challenges. The very first one I ever did had 175 people. And the people were beating down the doors. We had to do one immediately after with another 200 people. And it just like took off right as I was giving birth to my third child. (laughs) And so I was like, it was kind of like that Mother Teresa quote. I I know you trust me. I'm thankful you trust me. I just wish you didn't trust me so much. (laughs) I love that. Um, Yeah. I truly love that. Goodness. So, so that was your, which, you know, I never really in my question, sometimes it says balance, but so you have this business that's launching and getting bigger and you have all these little girls who they have to have their hair done. Um, so I just have two, uh, two young, I have one older granddaughter and two young, one teenage granddaughter and yeah. two young granddaughters. And I just had the two young granddaughters on a little weekend trip. And, Aww. you know, the biggest gift was that they got, they went to Bibbidi Boppity and they got their hair all done. So I didn't have to do their hair. And when I look at your, I don't, the audience may not see your hair. When I look at that, I think your daughters probably have some hair. <laughs> Uh, so you know we've got some great hair stories it's a real life issue I mean (laughs) how you get these little ones all yeah yeah and mine had curly hair when they were little too so it was Uh, the brushing it that was the pain oh yeah oh yeah how old are they now Kara um my oldest just turned 13 which is super bittersweet um so they're 13 11 almost 10 and 7 goodness. So I had a little sabbatical in there. <laughs> Not much. Not much. I think people consider a sabbatical might be four or five years. Yeah. For me, it was <laughs> Not, two and a half. A few more months. Um, <laughs> goodness. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit. I know that with Christina Anstead, you did um, a book, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, I helped her with her health before we had our seven-year-old. So we had babies around the same time and I helped her just get her energy back. Um, when her first husband had cancer and he was going through treatments, I was just helping her get her energy back. And then we became friends and then she, um, faced as we shared in the book, some health issues 
Um, and so we just really shared in the book, like how we managed and conquered some of those health issues. Um, and that we built this lifestyle around, you know, trying to feel good. So, um, it came about because she was like, people keep asking you about it. Let's just write a book. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess that's next. <laughs> Instead of having another baby, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. I cheated. If you want to know the truth, I have four boys birthed and then Ivy is adopted because I thought I'll have twin boys and that'll just be how it is. That's what I say. But here's the thing. I'm an even number person. Nobody's getting the middle child excuse in my house. (laughs) So I'm either having no more or two more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, girl, you know, your life's already crazy. This is what I say. Mm -hmm. After two, life is just insane. Mm -hmm. So might as well have whatever else you want. Not 21, but. I, yeah, I agree when they're young, but right now when they, they're all playing club sports and there's, we looked at our spring schedule, there's weekends we have to be in three different states at the same time. Like Uh, not three different towns, three different states. Do you know, I have had, I have my four old, I have six grandchildren. One would think I would have 17, but um, (laughs) I have six grandchildren. I have the top four with me right now, which are 16, 14, 12, and 10. And really, literally the mom sent me, we've had them for a week and the mom sent me a laminated schedule. (laughs) As well as all the online, you want to know my biggest challenge with them. We got to the game the other night and they don't take cash. So, Uh and so one would think that they would have just a cube if you, you know, so you could just flip your credit card. Oh no, we had to get the the QR code. Yeah. The QR code and the whole deal, (laughs) put our credit card. Anyway, that was truly of all the things so far. I mean, we're almost to the finish line. Tomorrow they get home, and so far everyone's gotten to practice or the game. I shouldn't say that too soon. Which is the hardest uh, part? Oh, oh, I, I can't. I thought last week was the last basketball game, but really, mm. there's like three more tomorrow. I mean, it's because <laughs> they won, Kara. That's because they're good. If they're I, still playing right now, it's because they're good. So, I mean, yes, exactly. But that means that there's a lot of children to take a lot of place, but not different states because right. Texas is the big state. Our our closest would be Oklahoma. So true. Um, but anyway, and enough of that. I'm sure the audience is sick of that. But <laughs> anyway, so so when you um what what are you doing right now, Kara? I mean, you are you still doing group um mm-hmm. activities? You you did this book and you helped Christina. Um, you know, so um you you So I it's endless, really, but it's actually much more organized. So in the past, like, four years, I've, I hired um, a chief a director, financial, I don't know what he was called. He was a business consultant. That okay. was about five years ago. He got everybody in the right seat, and including me. I was doing things I was not good at and shouldn't have been doing. But, you know, when you're starting a business or, like, when you didn't even know you started a business, in my, in my case... <laughs> my husband thankfully does all the business stuff so I was just like grinding and hustling and and managing my time as efficiently in the morning and during naps and you know and so then I would hire people because they would be like hey you need help and I'd be like yeah I need help so (laughs) 
what can you do? And then they would tell me what they did and then they would start doing it. And, and so it's just like, it was mangled. So he comes in, he strategizes, he gets everybody in the right seat. Everybody's in the right seat and we start to flow. And it's like, wow, this is how you operate and run a business. And then you can have like organized services instead of being like, well, what do you do? Well, what do you need? You know, (laughs) do it all. (laughs) Um, And then about three years ago, I hired a chief marketing consultant. So she, while she's not in my business, she works with us weekly, daily, monthly. Um, And now I have about eight women working for me, also mothers um, working from home. And just, they give me their scope of what they can do and I put them to work. Um, and, And that's what I feel like works best. And so now we still have individual services, which I feel like all nutritionists do. Um, we also offer group pods. So that's like, if you want a better rate on individual, you can go into a group and be, have a health coach. We also offer a yearly membership. And this is my favorite thing I've ever done. We just built a member portal, which actually looks like an app. Um, it's just, you know, nobody really wants to look at a recipe on their phone. It hurts your eyes. And so we actually put all of our recipes in the portal. There's 2,500 recipes that were designed um, by nutritionists, obviously my team. Um, But then we do this higher education on just overall wellness. And that's really where my heart is right now. Um, And so we have, you know, over 800 members, I think at this point. And then we still do seasonal challenges. So that was kind of always the bread and butter. I don't think it'll ever go away. Um, You know, people need, I guess, refreshed every few months or they need reset and and that sort of thing. And then we bring in um, seasonal foods for the recipes. So they're getting the most like rich nutrient dense meals and they're feeling good. And so they keep coming back. Um, I also am the nutritionist on the fitness app fit 52 with my friend, Carrie Underwood. Um, It's her fitness app and we've been friends forever. I'd hate to say how many years she'd kill me. Um, and then, um, what else? Oh, I'm writing my own book now. It's called feel good kitchen. Um, in fact, I have my kickoff meeting next week with that and yeah. And I hope to have one, a follow-up book after that called feel good life, because I really, as I put things together over the years for people to feel good, whether they're also business people that need to optimize their energy or they are just, you know, moms or whatever, athletes, whatever. Um, I've realized over and over that it's not just food. It's a whole lifestyle. And there's all this extra stuff that people need to understand, like under unveiling root cause issues and decreasing toxic load and just understanding like ingredients on products and not just food, that sort of thing. So I've been able to... Um, bring that into my membership and the education of my membership. And I absolutely love it. That's, you know, fabulous because truly, and it, at my age, you know, it's, it's more about, and this is what I tell a lot of women. The problem is if you travel and mm-hmm. you do lots of things when you're traveling, you're eating out all the time. Um, it's you, it's really the choices, um, Mm -hmm. are hard because it needs to be fast and quick. And it's at 1000 different terrible restaurants, um, that really you don't have time 
to seek out. Um, so it, you know, it, it's hot. It, it takes a lot of thought Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> and I'm not one who's, you know, I have friends, you know, God bless them, but, um, that meal prep and they have it all in these little to go bags and, and they take it with them wherever they travel. Well, I'm, you know, I, that is an unrealistic goal for Marcel Combs. Yeah. <laughs> I for just, I, I'm just never, I, I'm just never gonna really be there. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it is difficult. Do you, do you have mm -hmm. some, you know, thoughts for those kind of women? I've traveled really for me, I've traveled probably now 30 years, um, yeah. on the road yeah. doing something. It is much, much harder. It's hard on your hormones. It's it's hard on your cortisol, your stress hormone, uh -huh. um, because sleep doesn't come as easy for most people traveling. Yeah. And sleep is more important than diet, honestly. But yeah. as far as food goes, my food philosophy is pretty easy to maintain on the road. It might not be ideal, like you're saying. You can't always know what the chefs are, which oil they're cooking in and that sort of thing. But there are, um, you know, obstacles that you can overcome just by following my primary philosophy, which is eating within the hour of waking up. Um, so intermittent fasting goes out the window for women. And I, I imagine it's mostly women listening to this podcast. Right. Um, and then eating every uh, three to five hours after that. And the reason I say three to five is because three, when you're still regular cycling, three to four, when you're regular cycling, five, you can meet that window after menopause. And I deal surprisingly um, with a ton of women after menopause. So eating every three to five hours and always combining your macronutrients, this is a big key and it's harder to do on the road because carbs are super accessible, but protein and healthy fat isn't always super accessible. So my trick there and little hack would be to always have like bars and trail mixes, um, with me in my purse. So those are the only thing I really travel with because I can grab a smoothie or a banana or an apple anywhere at a coffee shop. Um, I can even, you know, design a coffee to be somewhat healthy for me. Um, but there's yeah, certain the things. Can you get they, it under $8 though? That's what I want. No, that part I don't. I am not an economist. <laughs> I don't think. That's why you hire someone to do that. Oh right? yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Someone who can, you know, do the spreadsheet. Uh-huh. I don't look I, at numbers. I feel like I'm taking notes all for myself, but let's <laughs> let's come back up a little bit. So I know you you said actually I think there's a book called The Accidental Entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, when you when you look at women in general, do you have some women that you think I, I really admire that woman and I would really love to have some of the traits that they yeah. have? Yeah, I've always um, admired Gabby Bernstein and and we have really different worldviews, too, which I think, you know, sometimes you bypass people with different worldviews. Um, but I've always admired her uh, presence in her space. Um, and and then I love Laura Meyer. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a consultant. Um, I got to meet with her last year and it was really powerful to realize, like you're saying, accidental entrepreneurship, that's me for sure. But I think that she made me realize like how much good I could do in the world 
even if I'm not trying to, like, if I'm not trying to grow to an eight, nine figure business, I can still do a lot of good in the world. Um, and it's okay to set revenue goals. Cause that was something I had a really hard time doing as a Christian mom. I just was like, well, God will bless me. However he blesses me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm paying eight people. So <laughs> yeah. and they probably like their jobs. They love their jobs. <laughs> Which and I means think it's important. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I saw one of the questions being about the culture and the best way to build a culture with women is that you always have their back. So if somebody's struggling, because, you know, with women, it's different than the ups and downs of regular business. There's so many emotionals. And then there's like life stage changes. I notice a lot of like people that I've followed or watched, they, something changes between 40 and 45 and they kind of like go to their wisdom instead of their strategy. And I think it's unique because I don't see this happen with men. I feel like they can be like straight and narrow and like focused and women are kind of like, but I have this wisdom and I have to share it, you know? <laughs> so like pivot. <laughs> um, but in my business and my group of women, everybody can like stand in for somebody else. Like somebody's sick or they're going through it or their kid is very sick. Like somebody else can take their meeting or somebody else can make up for what they can't do. And also I check in with them every three, four months and make sure what they're doing is what they like to do. And sometimes it makes me mad because I'm like, well, I'm doing a lot of stuff I don't like. <laughs> and then I have to check myself. <laughs> If, if there's anything that I like growth on is that if, as you grow a business, sometimes you can delegate the tasks that you really don't like to do. That's, that's my whole, you know, when I talk to people who have small businesses, that's what I say there, there's real pluses in being bigger and there's real pluses as being smaller, but oh, for sure, really the best thing about being bigger is that you, you get to hire more people to do the things you don't want to do that maybe they really do like to do. Exactly. You know? So yes. I just talked to, um, because I've completed a book myself, I just talked to a Congratulations. that, oh gosh, uh, and I was just saying my struggle, like I have ideas for three or four more, more books, but mm -hmm. I am not the person who likes to go in a cold, dark corner and write a book for hours on end. Mm -hmm. um, and he said to me, I am that person. <laughs> I was like, well, you don't seem like it, but I just, yeah, all that alone time is really, I begin to bounce off the walls. Um, yeah. But, the only time those ideas come to me are in the shower where there's nothing to write with, unless you right. use my like hair and write it on the wall somehow. <laughs> well, you can't get those crayons. I know. I need you know, those that you can write their soap. Yeah. For it's, sure. <laughs> it's what I used to, who was it? Um, it's not, I, I'm a big John Maxwell fan, if you know who mm -hmm. John is, yeah. um, but, and, and really he is like amazing. Cause I think he just turned 76 and wow. he is, he's got more energy. Really when I'm around him, I'm just tired from how, <laughs> where he's going and how much energy he has, but you know, he functioned best early in the morning and mm -hmm. and tries to write down ideas you know immediately because I think yes. I have the best idea when I'm fairly between sleep and 
and waking. Oh um, yeah. You know, that's, that seems to be the time, or like you said, it's in the shower, whenever it is, it's, it doesn't it's seem like you have it. anything you can, your phone, yes. anything you can write on. So <clears throat> you're, you're young and you have a lot of years in front of you. I know that's weird because I thought I was going to retire at 45. Well, <laughs> let's just say I have a friend who hit it. It was a man, but he hit it really hard. And his goal was to make a million bucks by the time he was 40 uh -huh. and to retire. And he really hit both of those goals. Um, but by 42, he was, a, he was just falling apart. <laughs> And so he had to go back. I mean, yeah, you have he, to have a purpose and a he passion. He said he could sure. only play so many rounds of golf and do, yes, you have to, what did someone say? Not retire, but re-energize or uh -huh. rewire, rewire, because you need if who you are and who made you who you are, Kara, right now is all the things that are still going to be there. Um, you're going to be doing something. Um, and it, it, you have a lot to give and a lot to give to women. Um, if you, if you look back on your, your life and, and where you were, <laughs> all these babies immediately and doing your own business, is there any things that you think, gosh, if I could do this again, based on my wisdom now, I always say 2020 hindsight, you know, uh, yeah. it's always perfect. Um, but, you know, what would you do differently? I saw that question and I tried <laughs> to reflect on all these questions because, you know, it's really easy for me to talk about like the science of nutrition and really easy for me to talk about the fundamentals of wellness. Um, it's not that easy for me to talk about running a business. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really emotional because I never intended for it to be the way it is. Um, and those early years were extremely draining. And so the only thing I would change because things really did fall into my lap and I was very, very blessed with the accidental entrepreneurship, but I would have definitely hired, um, the consultant earlier on um, to set every, all the platforms up to optimize everybody's role, including my own. Um, I sat in those first three meetings and did nothing but cry. Aww. And I realized, yeah. And I just, there were so many like doubts, like that I didn't have time, you know, cause you don't have time. Um, and so the only thing I wish I would have done sooner was to invest in a consultant earlier on. Do you know, I think that's really good, um, good advice. I, I will say, you know, I'm a person of faith and I really did not, my husband has his PhD and, mm -hmm. and how I envisioned my life and how I thought, especially quote unquote, as a Christian mother that. I, especially at my age, that life should turn out. Mm -hmm. uh, I said God has a sense of humor because <laughs> it turned out completely different than I expected. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's okay. Um, because I, like you, because of my field, which is home health and hospice, 
I had a lot of female leaders and those female leaders were not just working because for grins, they were working because they really needed to add income mm -hmm. or insurance to their family. And so I had opportunities through that, that you have right now to um, help influence and help people reach some of their own goals. And you know what? I think money is a good thing when it's used in a particular mm -hmm. way. And one thing that Maxwell says is set your goal so high that you really cannot reach it. Um, mm -hmm. Because what do you do when you reach it? Um, so that, that, it, it, the, this week I'm just tired and I think I well, need to you have I, well, you know what? You're out of practice. Uh, yeah. You have to be much more organized uh, when you have kids. And that's what I want to say to these women. Well, you, you have to be real organized. I, you absolutely do. Well, I went away for um, 24 hours in December. So you have Christmas and basketball and we were still somehow playing soccer. And I had to have nine people do my job. Nine people. <laughs> So wow. you do, it's just a different state of mind and it, yeah. like only, only the mother can, or father can do it because they're locked in to what's going on. Right. Right. Oh, so I, I can't even tell you and everyone emails, which is great, except <laughs> if you're the grandmother and they're not emailing you. <laughs> So um, you're constantly saying, did y'all forget to send me that now they have three basketball games on Saturday? Just so, that didn't make it to the laminated sheet. I, I'm just, yes, it didn't. It didn't because it wasn't on there as a. Yeah, because they probably advanced from winning their last game. It, it absolutely is the case. Yeah. So I, do I coach two basketball teams this season. I get it. <laughs> No kidding. So when you look at where you are now, what inspires you to get up um, in the morning and do the next thing? You know, I always love a good testimony and it's those that inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing. Obviously I do the work because I feel called. I feel like it is my kingdom assignment. I actually asked God very recently why he didn't give me theology and like why food and nutrition like <laughs> would have been a lot easier. Um, and, and just to reach people that I may not have reached with my own like personality and my own, you know, worldviews is why is what keeps me going um, to know that, you know, we can relieve people from chronic symptoms, chronic health conditions, and actually provide healing that they didn't know was possible. Um, <clears throat> and then to help people just feel good in their own body. Like uh, everything I do is to help people feel, um, live more joyful, um, more peaceful lives. And so ultimately it's not about the reflection in the mirror, the number on the scale for me, it's about how much more fulfilling their life can be when they feel good. That's that's great advice. I I I hired. I've had a bout of breast cancer in the last three years, and I hired mm -hmm. a health coach. Uh, I said I was her worst student. <laughs> you have to do what they say to do yeah. to make that all work. But I am. I am. 
I hate to say running, but participating in a half marathon on Sunday. And I am too old to do that. I just want to tell you that. But um, it, it's, I said the first one, this makes about 10 for me. But, and if you saw me, you would never think that was true. I'm not a <laughs> runner body. Um, but when the 90 year old passes you, I mean, you know, and they're, you know, you're, you're sixties, but they're in there. They're nine. They, they passed you. You, you were thinking, oh, wow, this is something's wrong here. Oh my gosh. Um, but, and if I, you know, I'll be back on this podcast if I don't die on Sunday, which is a real possibility. <laughs> Maybe you should make it your last half marathon. <laughs> I, I say I have really low goals for this. It's a timed race, but it's, it's not a serious race. It's a timed race. And so, um, you know, it's to not get picked up because you get, they pick up thousands every year and not uh -huh. to die. Th those are my, that's my bar. You know how usually people say, oh, I want this time. No I'm place. like, no, I just, I just don't want to get picked up anyway. So <laughs> enough of that. You know, I, um, I always love to end my time. It's what a delightful time I've had, Kara. I, I need all your stuff. Um, <laughs> question is, will she do it? Um, but um, I'd love to end with what what books or podcasts or, you know, what are you listening to or reading or studying um, these days? Um, I'm a chronic I, reader. Um, I love that. I always have a regular novel, a some sort of science, nutrition, wellness book, and I always have a spiritual book. Um that I'm reading. I never finish my spiritual books. I never finish my science books. I always yeah, finish my novels. You started it. I mean, there's there's something. I just and I go back to a it. New, a new one for um, you know for Easter in the footsteps of Jesus. I think that's it. I haven't opened uh -huh. it yet, but I ordered it. That's that's a plus, yes. right? Not only did I order it, I ordered four of them because I'm going <laughs> to give some to my friends. But I haven't gotten it in the mail yet, but it is a 40-day um, devotional that I will be reading, and it's Daily Grace Company. I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to give it to my friends. Um, and what's the name of it? Uh, it's 40 Days Something, but it's by Daily Grace Company. Okay. Um, husband and wife team, but I can't okay. remember the name. I just know it's 40-Day Journey Through Lent or something like that. Okay. Um my novel is The Other Misses. I don't know if I recommend it. It's kind of raunchy. <laughs> I, I, I too love to read. So I always have something horrible or some, I, you know, that I, I also love crime. And oh. so like I listen to crime podcasts and, <laughs> and then I listen to a wellness podcast. I'm like, I feel like I'm a little bit bipolar with my podcast choices. You know um, what? I, I have a friend who loves like the whole murder thing and she mm -hmm. listens to that kind of thing all the time. And so we always say that if she ever murders her husband, no one's ever going to know because she's got <laughs> yeah. it all figured out. She knows the tools. <laughs> That's what she, she has the tools and the information. So um, I, I have to say you're the first who said they listened to the crime podcast. But <laughs> it's like, it's like being a private investigator puts me to sleep at night. Whereas most people can't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> There's something really, really messed up and morbid you know, about it. I, 
I, I gotcha. Well, it's been a delight to have you today, Karen. I know. How can people get in touch with you? They can find me on my website, caraclarknutrition.com or any social media platform, pretty much, except TikTok on Kara Clark Nutrition. (laughs) Okay. Kara Clark Nutrition. Well, thank you so much for being on 50%. Thank you for having me. Yes. With Marcel Combs and I, I, uh, I think people, you're, you're just doing a wonderful work and I just encourage you to keep doing that and raising those girls and going to all over creation, uh, taking them from one place to another. I have deep appreciation for that this week. So with that, uh, we'll end and you, you take care, my friend. Take care. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. You too.